right, welcome back to another episode of the Ideas Exchange podcast presented by InExpress. I am your host, Paul Castleberry. This is a podcast where we're talking about marketing, tech, being an entrepreneur, franchising, being a franchisee or franchisor, anything you can throw in between all of that kind of stuff. We talk about that here on this podcast. And my guest today is Mr. Ian Morris, all the way from the UK. Ian, welcome to the show. Hey, Paul. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Great to have you on here. And uh, for those that are listening, Ian works with a, or he owns the company, if I got that correct, Three Rooms. Yeah. You want to tell us a little Absolutely. bit more about that and yourself and just give us the background there? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So I've been in uh, marketing, design, branding my whole career, uh, long career now. And um, yeah, I love the topic. And um, I set up an agency uh, like 18 years ago now. And um, we provide branding services to, say, small and medium-sized companies. Um, basically, we offer strategy and design uh, to help them shine and help them connect with their audiences and win their hearts and minds. So that's that's uh, my passion and my job, which is brilliant. You have perfected that elevator pitch over the past 18 years. Thank you very much. I'm awesome. in the business, you know, I do try. <laughs> <laughs> very, very well done. And uh, I'm very excited to talk about this uh, subject with you today because, like you said, you're, you're a branding guru. Uh, I love branding. I love talking about it anytime you get the chance. And and the question that you and I kind of, or the topic you and I landed on when we were doing our discovery call was uh, the value of spending money on developing your brand and investing into it. That's the broad overview question, yeah. right? So maybe we can just start there and uh, go down that rabbit hole and see where it takes us. What's your first initial thoughts on that topic there? Well, when, you know, when we talked about this um, before, you know, I kind of left the, uh, the, the sort of session just thinking actually art brands amazing what interesting things they are and I think it's worth talking about that first briefly just like how um, you know how powerful they are, are and how sort of how um, sort of vague they are in many ways to you know the sort of science behind it the psychology behind it but I think what really excites me about brand is how how it is psychological and it has sort of really it mirrors a lot of human behavior and you know brands have values, they have a vision, they have a purpose, um, they have a personality. And, you know, whether the majority of people think about them like that, you know, it is true. And branding in, in many ways is all about managing those things um, to, to really put out the right, the right impression, the right image of a business to connect with audiences and, and kind of you know, win them over. So I think I, I started with that in my mind, just like, wow, isn't it, isn't it interesting how powerful they are? And it really leads into you know, why they should, you know, it should be an investment for a business. And um, because if you don't, you know, what happens? So you kind of lose connection with customers. You don't, you know, kind of represent the organization in its truest form. Um, you don't convey the messages you want to convey in the shortest possible time to get people to to do things, to buy things, to, to kind yeah. of download things, to be involved. So, yeah, it's got great power and, and you know, it really earns that um, commitment and investment from anybody, really. Yeah, I love looking at it as like a living, breathing entity, and we really got to treat it that way. Uh, when I talk to most people about this topic, they they always kind of go back to this one question of, all right, well, if I spend all this time and this money on developing my brand and focusing on it, what's going to be my return on that? And I, that's yeah. one of those questions you and I were tossing around. It's like, man, that's hard to, to measure, I think. But w what's your thoughts there? It is notoriously hard to measure. It's one of those where 
um, you know, there were sort of, I don't know, anecdotal sort of evidential stories about this stuff. And there's, there's things like that. And, you know, reportedly Apple's brand, just the brand alone is worth billions of dollars and things like that. So I think there's a couple of ways of looking at this. So how do you measure it? And also what's the cost of not doing anything, right? So mm. if you don't do anything, let's say you can't, you don't build a connection with an audience. The, you know, you don't look like they, they don't fit with your organization. They don't feel like they can be part of your tribe. It doesn't reflect them. It doesn't feel fresh and modern and capture current thinking. Um, you know, all these things then, well, you know, guess what? The competitors will, they'll connect with that customer. They'll, they'll feel at home there. Uh, they'll be interested and, and be, you know, sort of get involved. So you'll miss out. So that's the cost. Yeah. Um, and really, I guess, you know, what's the, if you talk about ROI, um, we, we know we, we make no promises when we do this work. You know, we explain why it's of value. We show, ev you know, evidence of how we've transformed organizations, you know, the way they talk, the, the messages they put out there and, and their look and feel. Um, but there are ways of measuring. So let's start. Let's 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 get the good news out there. So um, you can um, for large brands, they'll run like ongoing marketing um, uh, research activity to understand the perception of their brand in the market place compared to others um they'll you know run sort of surveys and they can do you know some digital analytics around this stuff you know um but it's really really time consuming and it's really really expensive and it's an ongoing mm -hmm. job so for most businesses and many that we work with sort of small and medium-sized businesses it's just not feasible it's not a viable way to track um you know brand tracker they call it so to track yeah. the, the development and growth of a brand um so we like to think of other metrics and recommend other metrics how you could have sales growth so let's say your um, organization you know you want to grow sales and brand is one of the the strings you'll pull to make that happen but it's yeah. a tricky one because what if like you know you land two big deals that month and actually that skews that data or the economy is like falling or rising and that mm. kind of affects like the prosperity in the marketplace just at the time you rebrand so it's a tricky one to measure so maybe that's just one metric but yeah. other metrics are like, let's say, conversion rate. So if you've got some you know, proposals or you kind of have that type of business, then, well, how quickly are you converting those customers and how, what's the percentage of conversions? Because that's really a you know, close relationship with um, your brand and message and image. You know, it does affect um, that type of thing. So lead generation, conversion rates. Um, but I think one that's you know sort of often overlooked and, and extremely important is the employee engagement side of it so we've got the mm. sort of external facing brand which is converting customers and, and you know getting sales in but but actually employees are, are so important to businesses that you know we would need to create a great place for them to work and for them to believe in 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 something so that's actually yeah. you know the purpose of an organization what the values of an organization what they actually stand for um, so communicating that and getting that right um, really makes a difference. So you can measure the employee engagement. You can measure the number of applicants you might have for a, a job, for example, um, mm -hmm. just to see how that brand is being uh, recognized and perceived in the marketplace. So a couple of different metrics. And we recommend taking a, a combination of all of those and, and monitoring them and digesting them. It's not going to be a quick win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a few things to consider there, um, I think. Yeah, very well said. And so the other aspect of this is uh, when people talk about building their brand, they're, they're always looking at cost, right? What's it yeah. What's it going to cost me at the end of the day? 
So what do you say to those business owners that are looking at this as the expense and how much time and how much money they need to spend on building this brand? What, what's your answer to them? Um, it's a worthwhile investment is, is my, my sort of first thoughts. And actually, you know, um, I give them case studies of examples of organizations we've worked with in terms of rebranding them and just actually showcase, look, look at the transformation. It is a transformational yeah. exercise and, um, you know, it's a hard one to put numbers and, and physical evidence around, but um, I was talking about employee engagement. Loads of times um, we launch a brand and then uh, and, you know, to the, to the, um, the staff and actually the feedback is, you know, wow, we're so like excited to take this forward. You know, we've, um, yeah. you know, kind of it reinvigorates everybody and actually brings them all together at that point in time. So everyone knows the story. Everyone knows what to say. So I guess it's it's a lot of anecdotal stuff, but actually it does work. And, you know, if you it's easier to look at what happens if you don't. I think you have to stay up to date. You have to stay um, ahead of the curve or in, you know, kind of competing with customers and they will be doing the same. So. I guess that's the preventative measure side of things, but um, the gains can be great, you know, real like bringing people together and, and connecting with customers. Yeah. I know for our company, your, your company has been helping us re refresh our brand and you have helped us rebrand in the past. And anytime I see it, it's exciting. And it's it, like you said, it, it really gets me and the marketing team and the others very excited when we see that. So I definitely can attest to that. We, and we you know of, what, what yeah. what's overlooked, Paul, is like, it should be fun, right? Like, I think yeah. a lot of the, you know, when you talk about business and, and obviously like sales generation, ROI, the, the, you know, the stability of the business, it's critical stuff. But actually the, the, the project and process of rebranding can be really enjoyable. It can be really engaging for everyone across the business, bring people into it, get here what they've got to say. You can engage customers and get some feedback that you, things you've never heard before, you know, kind of. Um, yeah, it can be a really, really enjoyable process as well as the actual outcome itself. So totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. We, we kind of already touched on this, but I was hoping we might be able to explore a little bit further is what, why is investing in the brand so important? And, and like I said, we touched on it, but I, I think maybe we can yeah. unpack a little bit more there. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think like it's worth bearing in mind like where the, the scope of what a brand really is let's go with that so you know a brand is a logo and a lot of that's a bit of a given and it's almost you know yeah so what you know but that's the yeah. most recognizable part of any brand but actually it's also every single touch point your business has so it's 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 the it's the experience you know it's what people take away as a memory of interacting with your business or your product or your service so it's the the way the app feels. It's the the colors that you use on your website. It's the imagery that reflects you know the vibrant people who kind of feel right for me. You know, um, so it's it has to be considered as a holistic um, piece of work. It's something that you know you want to really improve like your business across the board. So all of those touch points. Um, you know, it can be even the way you answer the phone, you know, so mm. you could answer it robotically, but actually we defined a brand here that's more human, it's more vibrant, it's more energetic, right? So the way we answer the phone is this. So it changes the way call centers work. It changes the, the, the technology that you use inside those call centers. Maybe we start using WhatsApp because it's more conversational. We don't mm. respond with emails because it's too formal, whatever it is. So I think it might be just an, a different angle. And maybe I'm not answering your question properly, Paul, but it's just, I think that's another angle of, of the, 
of the of the the benefit the opportunity of of investing time and money in a brand is actually how significant a difference it can make to a whole organization or everyone who works in it and all of the different touch points that a customer interacts with yeah i i totally agree and and we had jen on a previous episode who yeah works works for you works for three rooms and we were kind of talking about this that the brand is more than just a color and a pretty logo and fonts and all that kind of stuff. There's this intangible part of the brand that, that brings value to it. And I think that's what we're touching on here is uh, as you start to uncover these things that you identify who you are, what you are all about and your values and, and bringing that into the company culture. And you kind of touched on it there talking yeah. about, you know, getting on call centers and figuring out the way they talk. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that as far as business owners looking at it from that aspect? Yeah, I mean, it's again, it comes back to maybe human behavior and psychology, right? So like a brand that you love, it just feels good. And most people don't know why. And I suppose what we do mm. is try and get to the point of why that is. Well, why is it? Well, it feels good because it's so easy to use. It feels good because it costs less. You know, sometimes like pricing is a part of marketing and, and part of that conversation. But um, of course, Apple, you know, compared to any other technology manufacturer has got market domination. Um, and it's it, a lot of that is down to how the products feel, how the uh, service feels, how easy it is to do X, Y, Z, how the software integrates seamlessly, all these things, how slick the packaging is, you know, the, the unboxing <laughs> of any Apple products, you know, I'm, a, I'm an advocate, you know, I'm just one of the sheep, right? But um, I, I, I actually... Both. Yeah. I ordered a new MacBook uh, like a week and a half ago, and I'm just itching to open the package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, the computer, not getting the computer, just the unboxing of it. But like, let's say we set that, that like if we worked on that that product, that, that brand, we'd say, well, you know, everything about this brand is about um, quality. It's about making your work life easier. It's about wowing and impressing and feeling like the best product you can buy in this space. So mm -hmm. what does that mean? Well, that means we need to make the packaging a delight. It's not just a functional um, functional in design decision or pricing decision. It's an investment. So like Apple's packaging is obviously the cost is bundled in with the money you pay and I pay. But actually <laughs> the, the, the segment of that money that goes into that price is well, highly considered so that that person from the very second it arrives starts to have an amazing experience. And that's just one area, right? But it's just, a, it's yeah. another good example. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like, a, it's like a try. I like to think of it as a tribal thing. So again, back yeah. to human psychology, it's commonly said, but you know, is it, do I want to join this tribe for a short time? Like I might be trying a new deodorant. So oh, I'll just jump in and I'll, I'll be part of this gang. You know, does it feel right for me? Does it serve my needs? Do I feel part, part of this, uh, this, this tribe? Or am I a long-term member? Like we, me with Apple or Adidas, I, where you know where adidas and i for some reason that's all i ever buy right yeah. um and you dig into it it's just maybe more of a, a sort of retro thing i kind of carry you know strong values lots of memories associated with that those products so um you know i'm a lifetime tribal member of those two brands for whatever reason but um but yeah it's it's, it's a powerful thing to get right um and yeah. you know it's it's in in a lot of ways it's small steps and lots of iterative steps but you've got to get the core really clear so the strategy, the, the purpose, why you exist, what you do for customers, the benefit to the end user of what you're about, how you want to be perceived and personality. And that's the strategic side. I know we talked about design, colors, logos, all that adds to that impression. 
Um, but I mean, I suppose, you know, I'm more in the strategy world um, to, you know, I'm a designer by trade, but, you know, strategy is the powerful part, I think. So get that right. And it makes a big difference. Absolutely. Well, believe it or not, we're coming up on the end of our time. And I wanted to leave some space here at the end to just kind of leave it open ended to you to throw any other additional thoughts or ideas you want to toss behind this topic that we're, we're discussing. Well, I think it can be, I think one thing I've learned over the years is actually um, not everybody rebrands that often and it can be quite a daunting task. And these questions like, well, what's the ROI or what, how much will it cost? Or, you know, what's, what's the benefit of doing it? It's, it, it you know, really, it can be unsettling, but mm-hmm. um, it isn't that challenging. I know that it kind of seems mystique, you know, like there's a bit of mystique and sort of smoke and mirrors even behind it. But the truth is that branding and caring and investing in your branding works. It's, you know, proven with huge brands with huge values. So let's let's extract that down to a level that your business might be at and actually think, well, what are the what are the principles and methodologies that we need to implement here? And and it's a case of listening, understanding like the fabric of that business, the culture of that business, and just actually simplifying it so that everyone understands and then communicate that out there. So through look and feel, messaging, that's the way you pick up the phone, the, you know, the, the little thank you message when you filled a form in, little things like that, incrementally build up to a single image, a single feel of a brand that you can fall in love with. So, um, yeah, it's it's an enjoyable process. Um and it's, and it's, yeah, it's, it's straightforward. So I always say, you know, with our customers, we will guide you through, but it, you know, it'll be fun. So. Yeah. Well said. You can tell, you can hear the passion in your voice. I got to, got to ask the last, last question. I've heard a rumor that there's a cool story behind the name three rooms. Can, can you tell us about that? That's a good one. Okay. Has Jenny been talking to you? So yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it goes back so far now. I mean, you can see if anyone's actually watching this podcast, you know, yes, I've got gray hair. I've been around, you know, so um, but back a long time ago, uh, myself and two others, we were um, kind of kind of stuck in our jobs or looking for something to, you know, kind of a way to do something different. And we were like, well, let's set up our own agency. Let's do this. You know, let's do it our way. And so, um, yeah, we were kind of three, we're going to be three freelancers. We probably hadn't got to grips with the shareholdings and all that complicated stuff. So we thought, well, let's work together, but we'll keep it separate, right? So how can, what does that mean? Well, we'll all be in our bedrooms, right? You know, we'll be in three different bedrooms, three rooms. So that's where the idea sparked from. And um, yeah, it's funny how, you know, life's path changes, but the name stuck and it sounds pretty cool. And it represented our founding, you know, sort of foundation story. So um, it still stands today. There you go. Love it. Well, Ian, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your thoughts, your expertise. Really, much, really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure and absolute delight. And as you can tell, I'll talk about this stuff anytime. I love it. I, so. I know. I When I talked to Jen, I was like, man, we could go for like two more hours, but we just, yeah, just yeah. we can't do it. Right. Well, Ian, thanks again. Keep doing what you're doing and uh, we'll talk to you later. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Paul. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to the Ideas Exchange podcast presented by InExpress. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to show us some love and support, please share it out with others on social media or leave us a rating and review. If you want to know more about what InExpress is, visit InExpress.com to find out what they do and how they can help you and your business. That's I-N-X-P-R-E-S-S dot com. Thank you so much and we will catch you in the next episode.